hello. Oh my god, everyone. This is the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Wednesday, December 29th, 2021. The last episode of the year. That is 2021. Are we all in agreement that it's good to be done with this year? And hopefully 2022 will be better and maybe a sense of normalcy will return at some point. Obviously not right away because shit's getting bad again. But let us all hope that 2022, while surely we'll start off rocky, will end Rambo-y. <laughs> oh, that's a fucking dumbass joke to end the year with. But yeah, this is the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of December 29th, 2021, as I already said. And I am, of course, your host, Mark Kushnez. I got a, a few games to talk about. This is going to be a shorter show because I've been deep, deep, deep in the Attack the Backlog editing process. I have finished now 11 or 12 episodes. And when I say finished, I mean... The videos are done, they are rendered, they are ready to be uploaded whenever their time may come. Whenever it does come. I mean, it's not maybe or maybe it won't. It's definitely going to come. I don't come, if you know what I mean. But these videos will come out on YouTube in the future at some point. But I don't have an order. Okay? All right. But I have 11 or 12 episodes fully rendered, the audio ready to go, everything is primed and ready to go when their time comes up. And that's pretty exciting. I still have quite a few, not exactly half, but close to half, left to do so. It's been a really exhausting week, but really fulfilling really rewarding and I'm just feeling really really good I want to end this year of 2021 by finishing all this attack the backlog stuff so that I can go into 2022 with no extra work on my plate to be fresh and primed and able to try new things or just focus on one thing at a time and just you know not be so overwhelmed as I've been a lot of this year, putting so much on my plate at one time and trying to do too much or too many times. I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, it's been a pretty great week in terms of getting that stuff done. But what that does mean is that I haven't had as much time as I would have liked for playing games. But I got a few games in there and I will be talking about them on this here final episode of the year. Those games include The Letter, a horror visual novel, Heavenly Bodies, <laughs> Bodies, Heavenly Bodies, Lacuna, a sci-fi noir adventure, and In My Shadow. As you can tell, not a lot of creativity in terms of the titling of half of these games this week. You've got The Letter, colon, a horror visual novel. What kind of game is it? It's a horror visual novel. We didn't trust you just see the letter and be like, okay, or visuals. We want to make sure you know it's a horror visual novel. What's Lacuna? It's a sci-fi noir adventure. We just want to make sure that was in the title so that you knew. 
Heavenly Bodies, a dumb physics game they decided to not put in the title, but that's what it is. And In My Shadow, it's a platform with shadows. Not also not in the title. But yeah. Let's, let's get on to what I've been playing. I just, uh, I, I also, to go back to the Attack of the Backlog stuff, I, I kind of hate Max Payne 3 more now than when I played it. And I, I didn't hate it playing it, but putting that video together and seeing a lot of the screen flickering and words flashing on screen, just a lot of the flashing in that game in a short period of time and, and those scenes specifically over and over again, holy crap, that is, it gave me a headache. And I, I feel like I should almost re-edit that video and just put a disclaimer at the beginning that if you are photosensitive or like, that is, that game is just, what a mess. What a mess that game is. It's, it's not a bad game. It's just a bad Max Payne game, which I say at some point in that, in that episode. But yeah, I also just wrapped up the Rage episode, which is kind of fucking boring as shit. Man, I remember that game being pretty whatever, but watching the video of it, I'm like, my God, this is so much more boring than I remember it was when I played it. I thought it was kind of boring when I played it, but Jesus Christ, looking back at this video, this, this episode's going to suck ass. <laughs> anyway, let's just get on to what I've been playing. So The Letter, a horror visual novel, is a pretty meaty visual novel, and... I think uh, in the description it says it's like 700,000 words, fully voice acted. Uh, I'm sure there are parts that are, there's, there's no voice acting, but it does have a fair amount of English voice acting in it, which varies in quality. I'll say that, but overall, better than expected. It wasn't cringe-inducing or something that I immediately wanted to turn off and just read it instead, so props to that. But it is a game where you play as believe seven different characters over the course of the entire playthrough and it jumps around it's about curses and all that kind of jazz and features a decent amount of interactivity which i appreciate as well as jump scares and i'm not gonna go too deep into like the story or anything because that's why you're playing the game is to experience the story and to not be spoiled on this or that and what I'll say about the letter or horror visual novel is that I, as someone who doesn't particularly like visual novels usually, I had a pretty good time with it. But it is a horror visual novel, as it says in the title. And it does have, I, I, I've played horror visual novels before, horror-themed visual novels before. And I don't remember if any of them ever had jump scares and quick time events where if you're not fast enough or you don't do this right or whatever, you screw up enough times, you'll end up dead. But this has those. And I just want to make sure that's out there. I, I, that's something I think is important to talk about with this game because if you're not a fan of jump scares and those types of horror elements, the letter might not be for you just because those exist in it. But at the same time, the QTEs and stuff like that where you are being chased by a monster or a monster is slowly coming at you and you have to do a few quick time events to get out of there before they catch you or there, there's a part where like you're using a camera and you hear the voice and you have to listen to where it's coming from and take a picture of them or 
you'll die if you if you don't do it before the battery runs out and stuff like that. If you have difficulty with any of them, whether it's stuff where you have to button mash or something where you have to find something or, or listen or whatever, if any of these little mini games in the game are giving you trouble, you can skip any of them. And you don't have to pick in the menu, the settings, one option or the other. Uh, what I'm saying is you don't have to say, I don't want quick time events on at all, or I want them on and I have to do them. You can leave them on and pick and choose when you skip them. So you can try your hand at all of them and even try it to failure and then continue at that point because there'll be a checkpoint right there. And if you try enough times and you're like, oh, I just can't do this, but I don't want to, I don't want my story to end here, just skip it and you'll succeed and you'll move on. And I like that. Uh, the, the writing is solid and it's not the greatest story or anything, but I think it gets the job done and keeps everything moving forward. There are a lot of characters and the relationships they have with one another is important. You get a lot of choices and are able to push the direction of the story and the characters' relationships and all that in various directions. So there's a lot of replayability as well. Not to mention, like, it is very, very long. I, I think you get a lot of bang for your buck in the letter. And if you like horror theme stuff it's worth checking out that would be my only knock against it is that i'm not the biggest horror fan and your mileage will of course vary depending on how much of a fan you are of the genre but they are i think a newer studio i, th I think in the description it said this is their first game and they plan to make a lot more visual novels like this is, will be the first of many and based off this first outing if I'm remembering that right. If this isn't their first game, then ignore everything else I said. But if this is their first take on the visual novel genre and they're planning to do more, I think this is a very good sign of what's to come. I think it's it's it leaves me with more excitement than I usually have regarding visual novels and all that. So I think, uh, again, the letter, pretty, pretty solid visual novel. I'm assuming it's on everything I played on Xbox. Definitely recommend it for fans of visual novels, fans of horror, and yeah. I had I had a, a better time with it than I was expecting. Which is to say I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I feel like even now, having played more visual novels just in general, I could still only count on a single hand the ones I've really, really enjoyed that I would actually recommend. I think it's probably only like three. The letter, Doki Doki, of course. Doki Doki is fucking amazing. I think there was one other one that I played this year, but I can't remember. So I don't know. But yeah, let's let's move on. The letter. The letter, good time. Good time. Presumably on all platforms. So just uh, check it out. If that sounds like something that tickles your fancy. Heavenly Bodies is a game that I got a press release for, and it immediately amused me because I live in Chicago. If you don't already know that, if you've been a longtime listener or whatever, you already know that I'm a Chicago resident. Born and raised, baby. But um, there is a very prolific, it might be the biggest there, there are two options. 
but it is one of the most prolific gentlemen's clubs, strip clubs, you could call them, here in the Chicago land area. And I just got a little amusement out of that. But the game is not about stripping at all. It is a game set in space where you're an astronaut and you have to solve puzzles. But the the gimmick or whatever it is is that this is one of them their physicsy ass control games where you control the left arm with the left analog stick, the right arm with the right analog stick. I think you grab shit with L2 or R2. I'm playing this on PS4 for uh, the record as well. Uh, it's only on PS4 and PC, I believe. Maybe coming out of the platforms at some point. I don't know. And then I think you kick up your legs with the L1 and R1 buttons. And it's a game that I could see being fine if you put in the time to learn the controls. I don't think the controls are so assy that they will never be enjoyable. But with games like this, these physics-based controlling games and everything that have real finicky, quappy controls, I don't want any kind of challenge whatsoever because I don't feel the drive to learn how to play a game where the controls I'm learning, the time I'm putting into the, the game to learn all this stuff, I can't put anywhere else. They are specific for that game and that game alone. It, it might translate to other dumb physics-y games, whatever, but I just want to have a dumb, silly good time. And I think the perfect example of a game that does that is Octodad, which is super assy control-wise, but it's really silly. The story is fun and dumb. The music is great. And the puzzles it asks you to do in Octodad, you can be just in the general area of something that needs to be done and the game will be like, fine, whatever. You're within like three meters of what you have to do. We got you. We know you were doing the right thing. It's a success. Move on to the next puzzle. And I had a fucking blast with that game. This one, I think there's something there if you are a fan of these types of games and are willing to take the time to learn it. There's also co-op, which I think would make it a much better experience. I am not able to play that because... You know, I don't have any friends. And I can't remember if there's online play with it. But it looks good, too. I'll, I'll say that. I really like the visual style. It's not super stylized or anything, but it's got a nice, clean aesthetic. And I like that. It, it, it suits the whole spacey vibe of it. But it's just... It isn't my kind of game. I thought maybe the controls wouldn't be as tedious and cumbersome as they ended up being for me but they they were so i didn't really put much time into it because i just wasn't having fun with it lacuna a sci-fi noir adventure lacuna matata means no worries but there are a lot of things to worry about in this sci-fi noir adventure lacuna bahama come on baby mama those are the two things i think about every time i see that that title which is kind of dumb because it's actually a really good game it is a pixel graphic detective game 
and I really, really liked it. I, I haven't finished it, and I'm excited to check it out. The, 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 so what I really appreciate about this game, because I don't want to go too deep into the story, because like with the visual novel, the story and how it plays out and what's happening is what makes it so good, not to mention the mechanics, which I'll get to. But like, so the story of Lacuna is that it's set in the future across three different planets. You're not going to three different planets, but there are three different planets in this specific solar system. And a foreign diplomat arrives on your planet. You play a detective uh, who works for the CDI and he ends up getting assassinated. You're trying to figure out who did this, what's going on, preventing intergalactic war and all that jazz. Things have been on edge between these two planets because of a past incident and a lot of, there are a lot of things going on. A lot of politics and all that jazz. You are able to collect news stories and read things that'll explain it more. Don't need to go into all that. It's, it's a solid story though. It's well written, well told. But what I really like about it is that a lot of thought and care was put into making it feel great on a controller. Because this is point and click adventure in its basic design, but control wise and all that, it's not just like here's an on screen cursor, click where you want to move your character, click where you want to interact with. Like, it doesn't do any of that kind of crap. It's so, so, so thoughtful in House of Time. So you, you move your character with the analog stick, like a, like a basic platform or whatever. And then when you are investigating, because you're a detective, you're investigating a scene. You push in, I believe, the right analog stick to bring up what I'll just say is like a highlight mode. And this shows you everything within that environment that you can interact with and what type of interaction it'll be. Is it an interaction that will be beneficial towards the investigation? Is it an object that you can interact with in a non-investigatory way? Is it something that you've already interacted with and there's no new information to be gained from interacting with it again? Is it something that is just kind of like, you can you can you can interact with this, but it's not really going to do anything. Any like, you get all this information. You can look at the screen or this highlight mode, however much you want. It'll show if something is got new information or whatever. Like if something you've interacted with in the past now has new information tied to it, and and it'll give you new things. It'll show you that. So I love that about it. When you go into detective mode, which is where you find objects or, or, or interact with those objects in a detective-y way, so you know that you can interact with these objects, but then you go into detective mode to look at different things and investigate them, you, I think, press the Y button. So I play this on Xbox, but it's on PC and I'm assuming on other platforms as well. But I believe you press the Y button to go into detective mode. And when you're in here, you'll see these giant circles around objects you can interact with. With your detective mode, whatever. And to switch between them, you just use the left and right trigger. And the one you are currently looking at, currently opting to interact with, 
will be highlighted in such a clear way that you know which one you're doing and you don't have to walk to it to do it. Like it is just so intuitive and streamlined and feels so good. It's the opposite of cumbersome. Like it's just so well thought out and the writing is pretty solid. There's some voice acting, but plenty of it where you're reading as well. And I appreciate that when you are talking to people, you don't have a bunch of, they even like mentioned this in the description of the game or whatever, but when you're having a conversation with someone, you don't have a list of things that you can say and then you could just ask them every single thing. You just say the one thing and then you, you move on. So the conversations are more organically flowing and, and not just bullet points that you go through one after another, after another, after another, which is something that I hate in games like this, including stuff like Mass Effect, where they allow me to just talk someone's hair off, talk someone's ear off, because while it would make sense for me to play Mass Effect and only pick the dialogue options that really matter or that I would in normal conversation. When you give me all these options, I'm going to use all of them. Man, my mouth is getting dry. But I like about that. It, it right off the bat tells you there's no there's no saving in this game. It auto saves a whole bunch and you'll lose any progress between auto saves, but you're always going forward. You can't go back and retry things. Love that about it. I mean, I like it when games are just very purposeful in that way and want you to keep moving forward. Don't want you to save scumming because like with the dialogue thing, if you allow me to save scum, even if I think the experience would be better if I didn't, I can't help it. I'm going to save scum. So, yeah. It's not a, a long game to my knowledge, which is nice because it is the type of game that immediately when you start playing it and making those first few choices and as the choices build and, and you make more and things play out in certain ways, you'll want to see how they'll play out differently had you made other choices. I, I really like the game. I'm looking forward to playing more. I feel dumb for having waited this long because I had the code for a while. I got a code for it. And I just, I think... Lacuna is a very, very cool game. And I haven't played that many games this year, of course, but it's probably one of my favorite games of the year. Just based on what I've played so far. So I, I'm I'm excited to play more and uh yeah. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. I think it is of all the games, like the letter, pretty good. Surprised me, but it's still, you know, it's a visual novel, so I think I think the user base for that is more limited. And like that one is super long. That is a, a fucking big ass visual novel. This is much more digestible and, and manageable. So of all the games here, I, I highly recommend Lacuna. And then In My Shadow is a puzzle platformer where you are switching between the shadow realm where you're controlling the shadow and jumping on platforms to reach like a a goal at the end of these various different memory things or whatever, like they're broken up into rooms and memories and story bits. And 
you switch between the shadow bit and then the real world bit where you manipulate objects to form shadows that will form platforms so that you can avoid hazards and make it over obstacles, etc. And gameplay wise, it's fine. The puzzles are pretty simple, nothing too difficult. But what kills the experience for me is that it has an incredibly overbearing, melodramatic, super sad, disconnected story tied to it. The story and the gameplay don't complement each other in any way. The story is sad and it's just fucking like, I don't know why it has to be such a downer, why the story is the way it is. And if the, if the gameplay complemented, if the gameplay did something to justify, like, it just is like, why, why, why are you beating me over the head with all this sorrowness? You're, you're like, I, I don't like when games do this. And I, I feel like it's something that games, certain games use as a crux because they think getting or doing whatever they can to make someone feel this emotion or that emotion will get them to like it more. I don't know. I don't understand it. Because the first room you're in is about your relationship with your dog. And I'm like, okay. Seems like low-hanging fruit to try and relate with people who have lost their pet. And I don't think I don't It just, it, it pushed me away real fast with its story. The gameplay is fine. The platforming feels okay. But the puzzles, again, pretty whatever. Not, not challenging. Not requiring creativity or anything like that. I, it, it was a pretty meh game. Bit of a bummer. Yeah, that's in my shadow. Play that on Xbox as well. Yeah, that's that's it for this here episode. So uh, that will do it for this here final episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the year of 2021. Once again, of course, I am Mark Kuznets. I hope everyone had a good year. I hope everyone had a good holiday if they celebrated. If they didn't, I hope you just had some good time off and just enjoyed it. And maybe found some good sales and and treated yourself just to treat yourself. Because you're great. You're a good, good person. And you deserve it. But yeah, that is the it and all of the podcast, whatever. I'm fucking tired, man. I'm going to go to bed. I ain't going to bed, though. I'm going to go work on some more. It's at the backlog as soon as I stop recording this. And post it and all that jazz. So yeah. Again, Marcus Nez, that's me. You can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you'd like to see me streaming games like none of the ones I mentioned, but other ones, like the Attack of the Backlog stuff, you can do so over at twitch.tv slash PX Sausage. If you'd like to check out the videos I make, like the ones for Attack the Backlog, you can do that over at youtube.com slash pixelated sausage. Speaking of pixelated sausage, put a dot, then a com after the dot, and you got my site, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and Attack the Backlog, both of which are available on podcast services across the 
globe. You can also check out my art on the site. And if you see something you like, you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash PXS and support us that way. As always, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day, a lovely rest of your week, and a fantastic week end. And just like, go out with a bang. I hope the rest of your year, which ends on Friday, I hope it's just, you know, great. I like you. You're a good person. And I wish you nothing but the best. Okay, out of that. Okay. All right, everyone. Adios. That's it. Bye. Bye. Adios. Good night. Good luck. Bye. <laughs>